Hello and welcome to Hope Community Church, Helensburgh. We're a new church with a desire to bring our hope in Jesus Christ to the people of Helensburgh and beyond and live as a community shaped by the gospel. If you live in Helensburgh or are just passing through, we'd love you to join us sometime. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.15 at the Helensburgh and Lowman Civic Centre. But now, here's the latest sermon from Hope Community Church, Helensburgh. You can find the Bible references and more information in the episode notes. I want you to know, brothers, that the gospel I preached is not something that man made up. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the Church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many Jews of my own age and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I may preach him among the Gentiles, I did not consult any man, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was. But I went immediately into Arabia and later returned to Damascus. Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted by Peter and stayed with him 15 days. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother, I assure you before God that what I'm writing to you is no lie. Later I went to Syria and Cecilia, no, Cilicia, sorry. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. They only heard the reports. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith that he once tried to destroy, and they praised God because of me. Thank you, Karen. Well, here at Hope Community Church, we've uh, a couple of weeks ago started uh, a new series looking at uh, the book of Galatians. And uh, I suppose the title of the series would be something like Getting to Grips uh, with the Gospel of Grace, because Galatians is uh, a book that is all about the gospel, about the good news of what Jesus has done, dying on the cross for us, for our forgiveness, so that we could have eternal uh, life. Uh, and uh, we, we're still in chapter one, three weeks on, but we're moving a little faster now. And what we have is a bit of autobiography, a bit of Paul telling us uh, a bit of his story. Let me just start by, uh, it is Mother's Day uh, after all, and maybe asking uh, a rhetorical question, but if you've ever received a gift that has completely changed your life, um, or at least in your mind it has. I, I'm not talking about uh, even flowers or candles or, or boxes of chocolate, as some of you uh, have clearly received today. Um, it's the, the gifts that change the direction uh, of your life. I, I'm not sure I can point uh, to, to one thing, but I, I remember speaking to someone once, and when they were uh, a teenager, uh, or even before they were a teenager, they were given a scholarship to, to a very good private school and uh, a completely changed the direction of their life. They didn't have the money to, to do something like that. And they were given this gift free of charge, just uh, some paid for them to, to, to go to school uh, and they could go to university uh, and so on. And that was a, a life changing gift. Uh, and it came from, didn't come from themselves. It didn't come from, from, from anyone they really knew. It was just a gift 
given to them. Uh, and when Paul uh, is writing to the Galatians, what he's doing, he is, as you can probably tell when, when the passage was read, he's kind of defending himself. Uh, and the reason is that, that some people want to put Paul put Paul down, claiming this guy is talking nonsense, he's just corrupting what others have told him, that he's, he's copying others, uh, and he's kind of twisted the message, and he's got it wrong. <clears throat> he wasn't one of Jesus' 12 disciples, he doesn't really know, he didn't meet Jesus while he was on earth, and so some were claiming, don't listen to him, he doesn't have the right credentials, he doesn't have the gift, he is hoodwinking you. He's, they're saying, he's heard it secondhand, you can't trust him. And this is why he gives us this little autobiography, to speak about the gift that he has received. It's not the, the self-indulgent ramblings uh, of a man looking to big himself up. Probably all heard uh, someone uh, a bit like that. And Paul maybe sounds a bit like that, but he's just telling what happened to him. He's just telling the, the story. It's not really a story about him. It's actually about what God has done in his life, the message that he received and what he is speaking uh, as is someone who has received a gift himself and, and wanted others to know the joy the freedom of uh, that gift and as we go through the book of Galatians we'll see a lot about freedom uh, that, that that he has from that that we all have when we believe but what, what we read here is he's someone who tried so hard to be a good Jew uh, a good Pharisee uh, very religious and yet he, he, he left all that behind to follow Jesus. Uh, he was miserable in his life, but he now lived in that freedom of knowing he was forgiven and loved by God. Uh, and so as he defends himself, all he really does is show us the goodness of the gospel, the, the goodness of the good news. That is what, what gospel means. When, when the New Testament talks about that, it's talking about the good news about Jesus, uh, his his birth, his, his life, his death, his resurrection, meaning that we are forgiven uh, and receive eternal life when we have put our trust in him. This is what Paul uh, is, keeps coming back to. And so as he defends himself, as he speaks about the gospel, uh, there's two things I think it's helpful for us today to reflect on. First of all, to think about where the gospel comes from. That's what Paul's trying to say, where the gospel comes from. He hasn't received it from other people. It's come from somewhere else. Where the gospel comes from, first point. Second of all, what the gospel does or, or its impact on us. So where the gospel comes from, what the gospel does. Very simple heading. So first of all, where the gospel comes from. Um, something that's been very popular in recent years uh, has been doing these genetic tests so you can find out uh, where your ancestry is, what it is, who your family is, maybe cousins that you never knew about. I'm sure there's been some surprises doing it as well. Um, a couple of times I've had messages from, from random people in America saying, I'm your long lost cousin. Uh, and cool, okay. Um, but they're looking to connect with people from, from their ancestral home. Uh, and, the, you know, heritage matters, our, our origins matter to us. We like to know where we're from, you know, we like to do genealogy and these things to, to find out. And it's part of our identity, isn't it? And at the, the cosmic level, uh, if you like, we want to know where humanity comes from. We want to know who we are, that, that as humans, that we do matter, that we aren't some sort of accident, embarrassment, or that we're not just nothing. Origin matters. Uh, what we find out about ourselves matters. 
And that's kind of analogous to what Paul's talking about here, because what he's saying is that, that the origin, where the gospel comes from, matters. That it's not just a, a made-up tale, that it's, it's not just nothing, but that it has an origin going back uh, even before time began. And that matters. This is Paul's point. The, the gospel, the good news that he's told, it has an origin that, that beats anything else. It would be a bit like if we did a test and found out we were royalty. You know, the gospel's origin beats anything else that anyone else could claim. Because Paul tells us, uh, verse 11, I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. And sometimes things get lost in communication um, people communicating with each other can misremember, make mistakes, we can misspeak, and so on. Things get lost. Uh, one of the most famous examples, I think it's a made-up story, actually, but uh, it's a good story, so we'll say it's from World War One, And it was said that a message sent from the trenches to, to British Army HQ started as, send reinforcements, we're going to advance. A normal army message, I suppose. But it became, by the time it went up the chain of command to HQ, it became, send three and four pence, we're going to a dance. You see, things get, things get lost in translation. And that's the accusation that was going against Paul. He's miscommunicating things. He's heard it from this guy, who's heard it from this guy, who's heard it from that guy. Now Paul's telling you nonsense. We have the right story. We can tell you what it really is. But Paul is being very clear. He's saying, this is not of human origin. It's not from man. It's not from, from mankind. It, it, it's got an origin. It's got a heritage. It's got an identity that is so much better than anything else. And actually what he says in verse 12 is, I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. What a huge claim. He's saying uh, that his gospel isn't something that could have been misunderstood or miscommunicated. It was direct truth from the source. He'd gone right to the spring and he'd found the source and found the answer. And it's worth saying here, if he had been taught it, if he had got it from man, it would be something that could be edited. It would be something that could be corrupted, that would be weak, that anyone could change and add things to and take things away and just turn it into a, a, a nicer package, perhaps more palatable to people's ears and so on. And people do that, actually. They do change the gospel. And that's why Paul is being so careful. And that's the, the people he's writing against are doing that. Uh, the, 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 where the gospel is from matters because it tells us that the, uh, it's not from man. It is uh, a revelation of, uh, of Jesus Christ. It is something that is revealed. It is something that is from God, uh, in other words. And that's uh, why uh, it, it matters where it's from. It's, it's not just a made-up story. It's God himself communicating with this world and not just communicating, but doing something for the people of this world and, in fact, all of creation to, to restore, to redeem, to reconcile us to himself. And that is what he reveals to Paul because that's what it says. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, imagine if I tried to describe a beautiful picture to you. I might describe it very well. I might be able to say all the right things. I might be very enthusiastic about it, make you want to see it. But you probably know that until you see this picture, it's not the same. It's not the same. My description isn't the same. 
even a, a, a thousand words won't really paint that picture. You, you need to see it. It needs to be revealed to you, the beauty of that picture, to see what it really is. And that's a bit what uh, Paul had experienced, because he'd heard about Jesus. It wasn't that he didn't know facts about Jesus, uh, but he hadn't really known Jesus. He hadn't experienced Jesus. He hadn't really seen Jesus. He needed a revelation. Um, Paul uh, Paul speaks about his his former life, and if we were to read Acts chapter nine, another book of the Bible, uh, it speaks about how Paul met Jesus. He was on the road to Damascus, uh, and a blinding light appeared, and it was it was Jesus. He was persecuting, as he says in verse 13, he persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. And yet his life was completely changed. We'll see more of this later by being shown Jesus, by having Jesus revealed to him. His life was transformed simply by seeing Jesus. And that is the difference. He knew a lot about Jesus. He knew the facts about Jesus. He'd been told about Jesus. And in fact, he hated Jesus and wanted to destroy <laughs> Jesus and all his followers. And he persecuted. He approved of the execution of a man called Stephen, who was uh, killed by literally having stones thrown at him, a really brutal, horrible way to die. He was going to Damascus to put people in jail at this point. But his life was transformed because Jesus was revealed to him. And it wasn't just told about Jesus, he actually met Jesus. And actually in verses 15 and 16, uh, maybe it stood out to you because it's quite stunning. When he who had set me apart from before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me, or, or, or the translation that Karen read actually, in me, which is, which is almost better because it was like his heart knew uh, about Jesus. He had that revelation, that thing revealed, that picture that he could see for himself. But what Paul's saying is that, that God did this for him. God did it. God had always planned it. God knew him and, and gave him this, this inner illumination. Uh, he who had set me apart before I was born, who called me by his grace. He was revealed. It was all God's plan. God had done it for him. And, and as he said, it, it's grace. He'd been revealed, um, who, uh, he says, who called me uh, and called me by his grace. Grace means God does it for free. God had done it all. Uh, and maybe, maybe you're hearing that and thinking, that's great for Paul. But we're in Scotland in 2023. Paul's had this amazing experience. It's all been revealed. His eyes have been opened. Um, but we're relying on, well, well, you're standing up there telling us about it and others might tell us about it and so on. Uh, how can how can we 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 trust that? Um, but Paul's not saying that's illegitimate necessarily. He's saying that he received the gospel by having it revealed to him. Uh, and when there was no New Testament and there was no uh, Bible as we have it, that was important so the truth could be maintained. The Galatians can fully trust what he says. But as well, if if, if we want to apply it, what about us? Well, we can trust what Paul said first of all because the words he wrote are are God's words it was what was revealed to him it wasn't just a message that he made up or heard from others it was shown to him and we can trust what he said and we can look to the same experience actually not a blinding light but every one of us who believes here will, will say the same thing it's not our our own intelligence it's not our own brilliance it's not something about us it's that that, that god has has opened our eyes 
to to who Jesus is, to our need for Jesus, to our He's revealed that to us as He revealed it to Paul. We maybe don't physically see Jesus, but we do have Him revealed to us as we as we read and and as we understand the Bible. We're not just coming to a simple knowledge of words, and if all we're if all we're reading is is, is words and uh, and not reflecting them, we're missing something. We're coming to to know Jesus, and that is the way that He reveals Himself to us through the Bible. In fact, Jesus himself says in in John chapter 5, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life and it is they that bear witness about me. Jesus saying, look at the Bible to to have me revealed to you. That is how we come to know Jesus. If you want to know Jesus, read the Bible. That's where Jesus is to be found. And it's not just abstract truth though. It's not just impersonal and irrelevant it's a person revealed to us. Jesus is, by the power of God's Holy Spirit, who is God, we're able to truly know Jesus for ourselves and have him revealed because we do need more than facts. Lots of people know facts about Jesus, uh, things that the Bible says, but we need to know him for ourselves. And let me just encourage you, maybe you're thinking, well, I don't feel that, uh, as you obviously feel it. Well, the fact that you're here, the fact that you want that is is, is a sign of, of God working in you and revealing that to you. Don't be discouraged, but be encouraged that, 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 that God is here and he will reveal these things to you, as well as that people are saved. Uh, and he invites you to come and he will reveal his son to you. Because we do need more than the facts. We don't need less than the facts. We need more than the facts. But we're encouraged as well, just briefly on this point, the gospel does come from God. Uh, and, you know, it, it's hard for us to understand that, you know, God set us apart before we were born. Uh, well, God knows everything. He's outside of time uh, and, uh, and so on. Uh, and that's actually encouraging because it means it's not something that we can lose by our own stupidity, our own failures. Um, because if it was dependent on us, we would lose it and we would fail and we would turn away and we would be lost but he's called us by his grace, he's set us apart. And that tells us that God really loves us, that God really cares for us, that he won't abandon us, that he won't uh, push us away. God's plan is to forgive you, to welcome you as one of his children. And that's always been his plan. There'd be no hope if it was on us. We'd constantly reject God. But God reveals Jesus as we're told here. And so we have hope that we are forgiven and we have eternal life, and that will not be taken as a, taken away from us. The fact that the gospel comes from God, that its origin, that where it comes from is from God, that it is him revealing to us, means that we can be saved, that we can be forgiven, and we can be with him forever. That is where the gospel comes from. It is revealed by God to us through his word, through him working by his Holy Spirit. That is what we need, uh, and that is what saves. That is what Paul experienced and was able to share with the people uh, who, who lived in Galatia, the people that he's writing to. And so that uh, is, is where the gospel comes from. It comes from God. But second of all, what does the gospel do? What does God do through his gospel, through this good news about Jesus? And I think nature often gives us the best pictures of what God does because he created everything uh, and you just reflect, you know, a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, the classic, and it's transformed from a, a crawling 
beastie into a beautiful flying butterfly. Spring's coming, flowers are growing, snowdrops, crocuses, all these things. Leaves are appearing. There, there, there's hope, there's growth. There's transformation of a, a dark and cold world. As the sun is shining longer into light. It's transformation. That is exactly what the gospel does to each and every one of us who believes. Transforms us from the inside. Uh, Paul describes his old life. We mentioned this already, but he persecuted. And in fact, it was his, his way of life. My, my former life in Judaism, his life was that persecution. He wanted to destroy the church, as we said. He hated Christianity. He really hated it. All that the people believed and Jesus himself, he was against. But even more than that, and the root of that, his life was built on something else, something other than, than following Jesus. His life was built on his own achievements. He says, I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. In other words, Paul was very good at keeping the Old Testament laws. He was very good at keeping to all the little cultural things, all the little add-ons. It made him seem like a very, very good person. He had all the right opinions. He would say all the right things. Uh, he would know all the right people. Um, he would have been the kind of person that most people would have aspired to be, wanted to be. We want to be like Paul. But in reality, as, as he knows now, his life was empty of God's love and love for God himself. He claimed to be a follower of God, but he was as self-centered as anyone else, and he pushed God away in, uh, so he could have himself at the front. Uh, he, he thought he was a good person. He thought he could climb his way up to God. He thought he could make himself worthy of God's love instead of knowing that God loved him and had given his son for him. He was focused on the traditions of his father's rather than God himself. That was his life. And whether you consider yourself religious or not, that is how people live by, by default. We, we, we like to have the right opinions. We like to fit in. We like to think that we can make ourselves good people and uh, do all these things. And some of us will be religious with it and, and follow something and turn that into something it shouldn't be. And some of us will live completely irreligious lives, and yet we'll still be living in that same mindset of, I've got to do this, I've got to think this, I've got to say this, and it's all these ways. And it, it, it's stifling, it's it's slavery, really, to to the opinions of others, to to what we think about ourselves, to uh, to being a good person, and it's it's not living in freedom. And as much as people search for freedom and and think that just by living without any restrictions is freedom, it, it actually just it's a vicious cycle, a spiral downwards into just being uh, what the Bible calls being enslaved to, to our passions. And that is what Paul was really like. He was no better than anyone else, even if he appeared better than anyone else. And so that's who he was. But the gospel changed him because the gospel is different to any sort of religion, any belief system uh, in this world because what it is about is God coming down to our level through Jesus. Jesus was born, he lived, and he is revealed to us, as we said, um, uh, to, to the whole world. Religion, as Paul lived, means trying to reach our way up to heaven to make ourselves worthy. But the gospel says is we are not worthy. 
but that Jesus has died for us. And so we are accepted and are loved by God and we are his children and he will never turn us away. And that means our whole outlook on life is transformed because instead of living for self, instead of putting any weight on our own achievements, we can instead look to what Jesus has done for us and live in the freedom of knowing that no matter what we are loved, we are forgiven, we are accepted. And uh, maybe I should be clear, I'm not saying that any of us Christians have it all worked out, that we always live in that freedom because we struggle as anyone else. But at the same time, we know that we are set free, that we are forgiven. And as Paul comes back to this later in the letter, we won't go too much into it. But but what he's implying is he was he was enslaved by the opinions of others, the need to impress, the need to hold on to tradition. Uh, and that's why he says he, he, he didn't consult with anyone, actually. Um, I did not immediately consult with anyone in verse 16, nor did I go to, to Jerusalem. Uh, and he's saying this. It's not that he thought he was better than anyone else, that he didn't need other people. Um, that, uh, it's not that he th- didn't think that rules didn't matter now, that he could just do whatever he wanted and never mind anyone else. What he did see, though, was what mattered most was knowing Jesus and following him in every aspect of his life. His whole worldview had been completely transformed. Uh, nothing else mattered, not even going to others who, who, who were Christians, as he would do, though, and as was important. He, he didn't need to go to others because he had had Jesus revealed to him and that had transformed his life. And he was even forgiven for his persecution. Just think from the amount that Paul did. We've just touched on He killed, or he at least approved of killing Christians. He was putting them in prison. And God forgave him by his grace, all for free. Didn't exact any revenge. Didn't say, well, maybe if you help 20 Christians because you've persecuted. Nothing like that. That's not how God operates. God called him by his grace. God had set him apart. And so he could stand as one who had been set free. He didn't stand as a worker, but as someone who had received God's mercy and grace and knew that made him one of God's children. And so he was transformed, not because of anything he'd done, not because of his efforts, but he knew that what God had done had transformed him from someone who was enslaved to the opinions of others, someone who was was under God's wrath because of his sin, even as he tried to be so good, to someone who was forgiven and loved forever he had been transformed and doesn't that sound freeing knowing that you're accepted knowing that that god loves you that he welcomes you that you're his child Uh, again as paul will say later in the letter that instead of you having to reach up to heaven instead of you having to to do all these things that that heaven has come to you and that you're not living for fitting in and for being good but are living for following jesus paul's hatred had gone his self-living had gone it was all now for Jesus, who had taken an oppo- who took him as an opponent, just as he was, as we sang, and revealed himself and turned him into possibly his most used servant on this earth. It wasn't that Paul was a good person now. It was that Jesus had entered into his life, had been revealed to him. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe that's what you need. And Jesus will come to each and every one of us and has come to many of us. And it's not that we're good people, not at all, just the opposite, but it's that we follow Jesus. And that is what is different. Again, let me be clear, I'm not claiming anything about me or or, or any Christian being better. We get it wrong all the time because we're human, but we have Jesus and we have that acceptance and we have that forgiveness 
and we are being transformed inwardly and uh, lastly and very briefly outwardly because uh, one of the things um, about a, a tree to keep with nature is a, a tree needs roots to bring fruits roots must come first or it just won't happen uh, that's probably biologically true um, and it's the, the same for for the christian life uh, a, a good life if, if we can put it like that in god's eyes only comes from the gospel only comes from following jesus it's not that people can't do good things don't get me wrong but but what god sees as truly valuable is having the root first god showing us jesus and transforming us and uh fruit will come and again later in the letter fruit will be shown the fruit of the spirit but but what paul shows is that he has the root and everyone can see it because he's been called to, to preach the gospel to to syria and cilicia he does that and he, and he goes and but verse 23 says how people were speaking about how the one who persecuted now preached the faith he tried to destroy in other words people could see wow paul has been transformed he's now a preacher speaking the faith that he tried to destroy they knew who he was before and they knew who he was now of course the application is not to become a, a minister to become paul what we're saying is that the gospel really can transform us in such a way where, where change can happen the the maybe only in small ways at first maybe only in small ways through our whole lives and it's certainly not to say that we become perfect or get everything right not even close and yet such is the power of god that he does he does change his people uh, jesus said by their fruit you will know them paul had claimed religion but what came from it was rotten fruit was judgmentalism was persecution but now he had the root and the good fruit was coming he was sharing his faith and again he'll he'll come back to this but he's giving his own personal testimony of what god has done in his life and for us for you for me is our fruit gospel is it what comes out of trusting in jesus from that root or is it our own good works is it how we look down on others or whatever else you know, the testimony of any believer of any follower of jesus is that jesus has been revealed to us that we have um we have seen our need of transformation we have seen our sin the things that trouble us as we were confessing earlier and that that he has worked in us and and in a real sense has transformed us we are his children yet we're, we're struggling in this life and yet we're very slowly it feels some of the time we are growing and and that's the testimony of all believers when it, when i was growing up my parents ran a monthly meeting where someone would share the story of how they came to faith and there was a huge background of people the religious like paul went on for years and years people every single month the religious like paul the complete unbelieving background people the poor the rich the intellectual the street smart but every single one of them had something in common and that they had had jesus revealed to them they knew jesus uh, and they had been transformed and it came out in their story uh, and, I, and i doubt any any single one of them would have claimed to to be a better person would have felt like they had made it would have felt like they changed that much and yet you could see just from their story that god had transformed their life remember one just one example bill govier it's been years remember him telling his story uh, and he grew up here in glasgow um and uh he was going deeper and deeper into crime uh, and so on gangs and all that and he went to a meeting in what was called the tent hall 
uh, and Jesus was revealed to him, cutting a long story short, and his life was changed. And if, if you knew him, uh, you could see the change. And he dedicated the rest of his life to, to following Christ and to telling others uh, about him. And of course, it doesn't have to be that dramatic. Uh, the point is the gospel does bring change. It does change us that God is powerful, more powerful than our sin, more powerful than our hearts, more powerful than our minds. And he will uh, work in us. The gospel is powerful because God is powerful. If you want that transformation, if you want to, to know Christ, then look to God, look to his word, look to what he teaches uh, and, and pray that he would reveal uh, Jesus to you because it's when we trust in Jesus for our forgiveness that we're set free and are transformed and experience the power of the gospel. May God bless these thoughts. <coughs>